Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. Hi, and welcome to Spiritual Expansion. I'm your host, Melissa Fike, and today we have Crystalline. And Crystalline is an amazing, intuitive um, teacher. She's a beautiful artist and uh, a medium, which I find is very fascinating. And I've known Crystalline for a very long time. And what I love most about Crystalline is that she brings humor and groundedness to her craft in mediumship. So I'm so excited, Crystalline, to see you here today. And uh, why don't you tell everyone, I'm curious, and I love to hear these types of stories. How did you get into mediumship? me, it was something that I stumbled across. It's not like I have stories when I was young and I used to talk to dead people. I don't have any of those stories. Um, I was probably 34 years old uh, when it first happened. I remember going to a friend's house and I was doing henna on her friend. And so when I touched her back, all of a sudden I got this download and I felt a presence in the room. It had never happened before, but I went with the flow because I had already been doing angel cards. I had already studied Reiki. So I was open, uh, but basically what happened is as I touched her back and I started doing henna, a gentleman came through and said, tell her about the feathers. And he gave me a verse from the Bible. And so I said, there's someone who's come through, they're talking about this. And she started crying and I didn't know what to do. And then basically what happened was her brother every single day would kiss his wife under the architrade, under the door, uh, goodbye, whenever he'd go to work. And he got into a car accident that day and they were in a rush and he never got to kiss her goodbye. And above the door was the feather and the verse from the Bible. So it, that was quite evidential. And I, I honestly, I was blown away. I was scared. I was excited. Um, so that got the ball rolling. Nice. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about mediumship in general. And what is the difference to you between mediumship and a reading or intuitive reading? Well, mediumship is pretty much connecting the souls who have departed, who are no longer here in 3D format. So when I am connecting with someone who's departed, it's much different to if I'm getting information, you know, through through all my clairs. Uh, you, it's just a different feeling. And also the things that come through are quite evidential that only the sitter can understand the sitter being the person receiving the reading. So it's quite different, but sometimes in a reading, both can combine, you know, and you, it can mesh. 
but you do know it's like switching gears. It's like when you're driving and you switch gears, you know, to lower, like if you're turning the corner and you go to two, you know what I mean? So you know, but it is very different. Uh, Not all uh, mediums can be psychics, but all psychics. No, wait, did I get that wrong? Or not all, wait, not all mediums. Not all psychics are mediums, but all mediums are psychic. Right, right. So it was one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and, um, I think when you speak to deceased loved ones, you're bringing to the people that you're talking to, the people who are alive, um, you're bringing them a different, a feeling that they've missed. So do you want to share a story about that? Yeah, it's it's amazing how sometimes, now I do want to preface with, you know, sometimes the sitters think that they're ready to hear from a loved one, but they're not. And because they have free will, their loved one who's crossed over will not come through if they are not ready. Because it's like ripping a Band-Aid and having to heal again. You know, that scab's fresh again. So when the sitter is ready and they have gone through the grieving process or they're still grieving but it's not as fresh, then the messages that come through could be something as simple as, you know, a few weeks ago I had a client where her father had passed from a heart attack and he was saying to me, he kept doing this to me. Tell her about my forehead. Tell her, tell her smooth, smooth. And so I relayed the message. And what happened was he had a, a grouchy face, but not a grouchy heart. And so when he had passed, she was rubbing his forehead and it was very smooth. And that was very evidential or symbolic to her. So that was proof that he was coming through. So it's little things that could create a healing message for the sitter. You know, another woman who buried her husband and she was so guilty because she couldn't bury him where her husband wanted her to. So she held this guilt on her for years. Like I'm getting goosebumps even talking about this. And then when he came through and he mentioned, let it go, it's okay, I'm not angry at you her whole demeanor changed. It's like she could breathe again, you know? So it's fascinating. Every client is different and no reading is ever the same. Yeah, especially when it comes to mediumship because loved ones come through very differently depending on who they are, what their personality is, how long they've been passed, all those things create a different experience and then the sitter you call them the sitter um you know your client they're also experiencing certain things that um they're experiencing fear and sadness and and grief and maybe even anger toward their loved ones and all of that can affect the whole reading oh absolutely and you bring a really good point up because if for example your mom was a very nasty woman I guarantee you she's still going to be nasty up there. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. They do choose, if they choose to work on themselves, you know, where I have done a reading for someone where I did not like the energy of her mother. 
I, it was not nice energy. And then five years later, did a reading for her and the mother had transitioned. She had grown, she had healed. So it was very different. But if your personality is very introverted and shy, then that's how they're going to communicate with me. If they're loud and bubbly, then that's how they're going to communicate with me. You know, so that's always fascinating. If if I'm doing a reading for someone whose mother was not nice and I come through and sugarcoat it because I don't want to hurt her feelings, she's going to know it's not her mum. You know, I had a woman who I, I started off the reading with, I'm so sorry, but I cannot give you the apology that you're waiting for. Your mum will not apologise. And she goes, I know I'm talking to my mum. <laughs> and that was confirmation for me that you know like yes honor what you get do not sugarcoat what you receive because you don't know what that message is going to mean to that person and I remember once I had um I did this reading for someone and this was many years ago and I was like this your your brother he's in like this um, and you may not remember this, but McDonald's used to have these commercials and there was something called the Hamburglar and he used to steal everybody's hamburgers. And I said, he's dressed up like this, this <laughs> Hamburglar person. And it's like a clown. So he's a clown. And, um, and she was like, yeah, I, I guess maybe. And so she, she didn't put two and two together. A couple years later, I read for the mother and I always remembered that reading because it was such a unique experience for, first of all, what I saw, what he was showing me, I was newer at it and I was at a wedding and it was my nephew's friend and the brother just came through. So years later, the mom had come to me and I said, you know, it's interesting. I know the first time I read for your daughter or I just happened to talk to him. It wasn't a reading. It was just happened. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, he came through as a, a, the hamburger and I said, he's showing me this again. And there's gotta be a reason he's like, he's like sneaking around being really like stealthy. And, and she goes, Oh my gosh, I just heard this story that was, he was in high school. So he died very young and not from drugs and, and not, it was a weird situation. Um, he died young. And she said, when he was in high school, he used to, as a joke, steal people's lunches and switch to them. Like take your lunch and give it to me and take my lunch and give it to you just as a joke. And finally, I understood what that meant. I had no idea because I didn't put it together and the sister could not put it together. So a lot of times when you're talking to deceased loved ones, you have no idea what they're trying to say. And, and I have become more clear audience. So it became easier and easier, but at that time it was just funny. It's, it's interesting, like the symbology that they use, you know, like how hamburger, you knew exactly what that meant. But then for me, that symbology could be something else. So it's, and really, we could not do mediumship without spirit. I mean, we're collaborating with spirit. It's like you're playing charades with those who have crossed over. Well, for me personally, because I'm very clairvoyant, so I see a lot of like a trailer to a movie. 
you know. But one of the most important things is as a medium, spirit is never wrong. I could be wrong with my interpretation. So I could be giving a reading to someone and I'm like, I'm seeing an apple. And so I should never assume, oh, uh, is someone a teacher in your family? Are you a teacher thinking an apple? But then really the father owned an apple farm. So never fill in the pieces, you know, which takes time to get to used to as well as you're starting. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it's symbology. And also like I because I hear a lot, even hearing them speak to me, because a lot of them, they're not as clear with their own energy, especially if they've recently crossed over, meaning the last five or six years. And they're still learning how to communicate on that side, depending on their own evolution. Like if we, if I passed, I'd probably be able to communicate really clearly because I do that as Mm. all the time. But if someone who never did any of that type of thing passed, they're going to have more difficulty communicating. So I always say it's like listening in water. Remember when we were little and you'd go into the pool and you'd try to communicate in the water. That's sometimes what it sounds like when you're communicating with loved ones, deceased loved ones, and sometimes even spirit. Um, And they're doing their best as well. And like you said, some of them are shyer. Some of them don't know what to say. Like, what should I say? And that's why what the sitter should ask important questions that mean something to them. Well, well. you know, what's interesting with my clients, very rarely do I get questions, get my clients asking questions. It will basically be me channeling whatever message the, you know, their loved one or friend or whoever it is that passed over Whatever they want to communicate, they will know. It's You know what? As I talk to you, I almost get this like aha moment of, you know, when you do Reiki on someone and the energy disperses where it needs to, it's like mediumship. They will know exactly what to say, you know, to heal wounds or to give them closure, whatever it may be. Yeah, the deceased loved ones will know what to communicate to their loved ones if they're ready. So like you said, some of them aren't ready because they're in their own little weirdness room. Um, so let's talk about this. Yeah. How did you, um, how do people feel after they've received a reading? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. 
go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course, it's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to melissafike.com slash psychic, and I'll see you there. The majority of the time, I feel um, that they get closure, you know, and I always ask, please don't have any expectations because I don't even know what the hell is going to happen. I never, ever know what's going to happen in a reading. Like I could like I could be in front of an audience and I will say the same thing. I I trust in spirit. Whatever's going to happen is going to be for your highest and best good. Um, but you know, I get people who laugh, I get like, and that's the good thing about it is mediumship, you know, it's so amazing because you can connect with those, you know, who have crossed over. It doesn't have to be sad. Like I recently had a client who I'm, I'm drawing a picture and I'm saying to her, I see like a muffler. I see like a muffler. And then the spirit gets me to to, to half the muffler and so this is kind of like what I'm drawing and as I'm drawing I'm like oh my god am I drawing a boob and she's and he's she's like yes yes because <laughs> she because he had cancer and he always used to say boobs um clear cancer no heal cancer so the women would flash at him so he that was his sense of humor so it was so funny that session it's not all tears it's not all um actually it's very rare that it will be tears but if it is the majority of the time it's for healing you know like and oh my god I would never have expected them to bring that up or so all all different reactions but always I know because I've asked myself is this real am I doing like how do I know that what I'm doing is you know you question yourself as a medium when you first start but when people leave feeling better than what they did when they came and they're able to move on then how can you even argue that no you can't and that's what's important I think that um this service because it is a service you are the go-between and a lot of people don't have that availability and even mediums sometimes have difficulty speaking to some of their loved ones that have crossed over because they're too involved in it. They're too connected to the situation Um, and they don't always get it. And I know for me, yeah, I know that has happened to me. So let's talk about the first time Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about the first time you experienced mediumship, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so what is the, what is it like when you are communicating with the deceased loved one? You get a lot of pictures. So take us through a little bit of your process, not what you're telling people, but your process that you experience with the deceased loved one. Okay. So first of all, what happens is uh, this 
so much work to be done when you're doing this job. It's not like you're open. Like a, one of the biggest questions is, are you open all the time? Like, you know, do you, do you just read strangers every Tom, Dick and Harry? And I'm like, no, I would go crazy. And I never remember readings because, you know, it's easier to let it go. But the process is number one, grounding, you know, calling in your guide, your spirit team, um, cleansing. And then uh, what I like to do if it's in an audience is I play a song, a song that I am drawn to uh, through my guides. They will pick the song and I guarantee you uh, without a doubt someone in the audience can relate to that song. Uh, and then I will call them in. I almost visualize, you know, when you're at the cinemas and you're waiting behind that red rope, I never ask spirit to communicate with me before I sit with the client because then I'll be working from memory. So I invite them in, hey, wait in line, and I'll let you know when the movie starts. So, you know, I visualize that rope being open and then them walking in, and then I invite them to share whatever they want to so I can relate to the client. And I will see images, and like I said, a trailer. I, I will hear um, I my strong, my forte is not audience like clear audience uh, but I am getting better about getting names initials dates so that's improving more and more the more that I practice and you know expand that muscle um, and then obviously clear cognizance like you know clear knowing clear feeling so all of those my whole body will react in all different ways and then I always um, get a feeling of how they passed so it may not relate may not be the cause of how they passed but it will relate to it so if I got you know my chest is constricted then uh but my stomach sore they could have had like a you know ovarian cancer but then at the end they had pneumonia so it kind of like takes me to the end and then works backwards right and, and then do you get different symbology about like if they um, died by suicide, then I'll see a, a pills. So that will be my symbology. If someone died of a heart attack, then I'll see, you know, someone on a couch only because I know someone who passed that way. So do you relate to that? So what do they do is they show you your own, the symbols themselves. Yes. And I think a lot of mediums um, are clairvoyant. Um, that, do you see the deceased love? Do you see them? No, only, only once in my life did I physically see someone and I shit myself. <laughs> I, so, you know, on, I'm in Maryland, Annapolis, and there was a, on 50, uh, you know, remember that young girl with the baby in the car, the wrong yeah. side of the freeway? I remember the day that happened, I was in, I was stuck in the traffic and I heard Laura, I heard the name. So I called my friend. I'm like, that wasn't you. It wasn't her. Four hours later, after being stuck in traffic, I come home, I go upstairs. And as I go upstairs, she was standing in my room, wet. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking of this. I know I did too. Yeah. And, and it was like, she was trying to, because she saw my light because when people cross over, they, they're not attracted to your appearance. They see your colors. They see your aura. So she saw my light and 
I was so scared. I, I, I didn't even know what to do, but I, no, I tell a lie. I knew what to do because she wanted me to be an advocate for her that she did not deliberately try to commit, you know, die by suicide. But, um, and I honored her in that way, but I do not want to see you. <laughs> I'll see you through my third eye and, and, and know what you look like, but I don't want to physically see you in front of me. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah. I remember when you, you called me. Yeah. I was, I was like, what the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that, yes. But it doesn't always have to be scary. I think that if it were a deceased loved one who came to you through your third eye, when you have someone in front of you, it wouldn't have been so scary. I think it was probably the first time that you saw someone who you had no idea who this person was. Uh, And it was when I had just started mediumship. Like we're talking about, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. It's like five years I've been doing it. So, yes. But you've been intuitive way longer than that. Yeah. Once I studied Reiki was when the doors opened for me. Like I'm 47 now. I studied Reiki at 33. And so that's when doors started opening and my intuition was, I love doing angel cards and, and now create my own Oracle card. So yeah. 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 Well, that's your artist. That's your creativity. Um, And I think that um, people who do spiritual work, there has to be an energy of creativity within them already, because if they don't, they're not, they don't use that part of their brain that opens up to other possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. You need an imagination. And as a kid, oh, the imagination, you know, you can't go wrong. If you've got an imagination and you see things outside the box, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's never think, boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, who wants that anyway? That's yeah. not fun. Um, what about when people come to see you and they want a reading? Mm-hmm. Do you tell them that there are certain things? I know you say no expectations, but what else do do they or do you ask them to come to help yourself with and help them with? So when people come for, look, pretty much my goal was when I first started doing this, I was going to put on the website who I am, what I am, my prices, blah, blah, blah. So people knew what they were coming into. Okay. So pretty much when they come to me, they already know what they're, a little bit of what's going to happen. Again, there's no expectations, but they have a general idea. Um, I always make sure that they know they have free will. I am not a doctor. I cannot diagnose. I'm not a lawyer. I can't give legal advice. I'm definitely not a therapist. You know, with the line of work that we do, we're listening to people. And even though we're being guided with what to say, you know, let's get that straight. I'm not a therapist. I'm not trained to give, you know, counseling and stuff like that. Um, And pretty much it's a confirmation of things that they already know. And what you see is what you get. I'm not going to turn into the exorcist. I'm not going to project all vomit. My head's not going to spin around. This is this is what you get. You know, because people yeah. feel gypsy, crystal ball, like da da da. We yeah. have all different shapes and sizes and colors. <laughs> yeah, I think mediumship they do bring all sorts of people because they are looking for something, and they wouldn't necessarily have done this 
prior to their mother dying or prior to their best friend dying, right? They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have looked for a medium and now something happened. And actually I've seen a lot of people that that's been their catalyst for their spiritual path has been that someone did pass and that has been a catalyst for them, which is so fascinating. Um, I actually feel that when people come to you, they're looking for something. They're looking to feel better. They want to feel that a lot of the questions I know that I've gotten when I used to do mediumship is, are they okay? Are they happy? Which is so interesting because to me, it's like, of course they're happy. (laughs) Well, you know what my comeback for that is? Um, Don't worry about them. They're worried about you. Like they're doing great. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. When someone crosses over, if we take out, you know, our sadness for them, like they're in a great place. It's us that we're really that the ones grieving and miss them because they're not here. So that's what we miss, you know, their presence. But they're doing absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in a much better place, I I would say. That's right. And our next um, episode will definitely be about that. We'll actually be talking about what is going on on the other side because mm-hmm. that's something people are interested in. But when you have people coming to you who have no idea what mediumship is or and they're just, you know, somebody referred them, oh, my friend said you could help me connect. One of the things I notice is that a lot of people have do have expectations. And I know for me, one time I had this one client, and I think I've told you this story, but I'll tell it again. Um, I had this client and she said, um, I was talking to her son. And um, I'm, like I said, I hear what they're saying. So she said, well, what is my tattoo? And I knew in that moment she was testing me. And of course, as soon as somebody feel, you feel like that, like you better get it right kind of energy, there's something within you, the ego kind of like pulls back a little bit. And I was like, I I don't know, Tweety Bird. I was like, I have no idea. So she's like, no. And I was like, all right. So I just move on. And that's how I always do this. And if anybody who's studying mediumship, what I love to tell them is, if you don't feel that you have the answer, just move on because if you're distracted, you may get it. And that's what happened to me. Um, I was just talking to her about what else he was saying. And then I go, oh, I know what your tattoo is. And she's like, what? And I said, it's his name. And she said, no. And I'm, I asked him and he's like, yeah. I said, well, he's saying it is your name. And she said, well, it's, it's the name I called him. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 your his name. Like that's but, quite evidential what you gave. Exactly. And oh. and they shut it down because they want to test you. But what they're really doing is missing the message and missing the love that they could have received. Yeah. Um, because they're they're trying to Uh, make it in a box. I think nowadays people are more open. Now this was probably, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. No, the same thing still can happen. (laughs) I remember remember doing a gallery in front of an audience and I got nine out of the 10 things right. 
and the person held on to the one thing I got wrong. And I was left, I was on stage for 15 minutes, like still connecting with this person, you know, um, and then eventually, you know, it's it's like people sometimes do that. It's out of our control, but ultimately it is not our job to convince people what what we do if and and that's another thing there's no me going out and marketing myself like walking out giving cards to people my complete philosophy is whoever is meant to cross my path will and whoever's path I'm meant to cross but there's no way I'm going out there trying to convince people what I do that's a waste of my time or energy right it's yeah. got to feel right. It's got to feel right. And there are so many different mediums. We all work differently. So, you you know, if you're open to that, you'll know who you're meant to connect with, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And speaking of connection, um, Chrysaline, I will put your website in the show notes, but why don't you tell everyone your website? Okay. Well. Uh, it's crystalline.com. So feel free to check it out. Can you spell that for people who may yes. not know how to spell crystalline? <laughs> yes, it's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-L-E-N-E dot com. <laughs> yeah, so it's Chris, T-A, and then L-E-N-E, lean. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great name. You're kind yeah, of like people think I make it up. Is your name really crystalline? I'm like, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it's not your stage name. It was your given name. Yep. Yeah. It fits you. It fits your personality. Um, so I'm so excited. And definitely next week, everybody listen to part two of this mediumship series. Much love. <laughs>